Okay. Holy Hour of Power, UFC Catholicism, Ultimate Faithful Fighting Catholics. Terry Barber, Jesse Romero, my partner, he'll be in in any minute now. Just want to mention that I'm reporting for duty. This program is where we talk about TJ Show, Terry and Jesse, stands for Truth and Justice. Richard, there you go. It stands for Totally Jesus as well. Amen. Just want to remind people, Terry, that we're in the Christmas season now. Praise the Lord. Octave of Christmas. And uh, the liturgical colors are white, gold, a symbol of joy, That's purity, right. and innocence. Yep. Also, today is... Feast of the Holy the Innocence, of brother. the Holy Innocence. And we want to yes. talk a little bit about what that significance is yeah. regarding the pro-life movement. But, hey, hey, Jess. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Before we get into the topic, I know you got some good to know file, but do you remember when we were talking about... Well, we had uh, Bishop Martin Tubruka... On, we've played a little clip. Well, about 36,000 people watched that on YouTube because they were so impressed with how clear he was teaching on the faith. And so I want to encourage people to go to our full Sheen Ahead YouTube channel and check that out and send it to others. So that's good news. But also talking about the African church. Jess, I got an article here. The African priests are coming to fill uh, the pulpits here in, in America. More African bishops are priests are being shipped to America to evangelize us. And I think that's a... It's kind of ironic in one sense, because in the turn of the 19th century, uh, the uh, Africa had very few Christians. And so they just have grown quickly. Also, one last thing I want to mention. The uh, National Catholic Register put out an article about the ambiguity of, of this fiducia supplicans makes a way for multiple misinterpretations. And here's my point, Jess... Archbishop uh, Chapu, who's retired, he said this. He said that confusing teaching is never excusable. He said deliberate or persistent ambiguity, anything that fuels misunderstanding or seems to leave an opening for objectively sinful behavior is not of God. Can I say something, Jess? I agree with the Archbishop. I just wish Rome would stop putting out ambiguity because, as the Archbishop said, it's not of God. The gospel is very clear. Please, let's make sure that you don't need to be fighting over interpretations. You know, the Catholic faith is really quite simple. The gospel message is repent and believe in the gospel. Terry, if if uh, if nothing's supposed to change yeah. as a result of yeah. this document, That's right. why are the homosexuals all over the world point. celebrating this document? Because they understand mm-hmm. what... They see, and this is, again, the fruit of, of the bad fruit of ambiguity. That's right. Uh, let me talk about a couple of news sure. items before we get to the gospel. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is outrageous. In California, oh, no. they're going to penalize stores for refusing to provide gender-neutral yep. toy sections for children. Okay? Yep. Stores are going to get penalized. Yep. Also... Higher education. Get this. Oh, no. Russian textbooks in their junior high and high school state that Trump lost the 2020 election because it was rigged. That's, <laughs> so, so Russian textbooks say wow. the truth, while American textbooks say that a man can get pregnant 
and a man can breastfeed a baby. Unbelievable. Jesse, I wonder who's I wonder who's promoting propaganda, Russia or us. Is yeah, this right. microphone on? Would you are you telling me? I mean, if you, I'd say, come on, stop playing around. Yes, those are facts. What you just said, those are actual facts that we're living with. La la land, that's what I call it. Yeah. Here's something else kind of a historical. The the chapel of the milk grotto of Our Lady in Bethlehem was yeah. built in 1872 mm-hmm. on the site of a former Byzantine church from around the 5th century. Mm-hmm. The chapel was built on the, on the place where the Holy Family found refuge during the massacre of the innocents before they could flee to Egypt. So that's uh, that was in Bethlehem. Yeah. Also, Hungarian bishops also reject the fiducia supplicans. More blessing. and more. Yep. They've issued a stern warning in the wake of the controversy by the Vatican's declaration on same-sex blessings that the Hungarian, uh, Hungarian bishops should say priests should always avoid common blessings for couples who live together in a non-marital partnership or in a marriage that is not valid. Also, Brazilian bishop rejects Vatican-authorized same-sex blessing. Bishop Adar Jose Guimaraes of Brazil has announced that the document, the Vatican document, Fiducia Supplicans, Authorizing blessings for same-sex couples will not be implemented in his diocese. The blessing is going to would cause scandal and misunderstanding. Also, uh, the Biden administration Gosh. it wants to tear down the Arlington uh, a section of the Arlington Memorial. Uh, they want to remove a long-standing monument dedicated to Confederate soldiers killed in action. Yeah. The monument has stood in Arlington National Cemetery in Northern Virginia for 109 years. Amazing. Also, pro-Palestinian protesters block holiday travel. They were blocking traffic outside major airports in California and New York on Wednesday, and authorities declared an unlawful assembly in Los Angeles, arresting and charging dozens of pro-Palestinian protesters. The protesters were reportedly a coordinated nationwide event. Hmm, I wonder if there's big money funding them. Also, yeah. <laughs> Chicago mayor sounds alarm on immigration. Brandon Johnson, the mayor, sounded the alarm that the unsustainable immigrant population in the sanctuary city of Chicago, and he's asked the Biden administration to take action. <laughs> it's the entire country that's now at stake, said Mayor Johnson. And finally, Michigan Supreme Court keeps Trump on ballot. Um, on yep. Wednesday, the Supreme Court rejected an effort to remove former President Donald Trump from the 2024 presidential primary ballot. The news comes about a week after Colorado's high court ruled against Trump in a similar case. Terry. Jesse, unbelievable what's going on right now. <laughs> you know what's best, though? We're going to bring some soul food to you folks right now. Let's bring some soul food, Jess. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Man. Luke, uh, that's, oh, excuse me, Wednesday. Yep. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, so why did the angel appear to Joseph? Because he's the head of the house. He's the patriarch. Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi, 
Then was fulfilled what had been said through the, through the Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentations, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The prophet Jeremiah is kind of, it's, this is kind of a precursor to the Feast of the Holy Innocents. The prophet Jeremiah is describing the agony of the Jews as they were taken into Babylon captive and prisoners. And where it says in Jeremiah 3.15, Rachel mourns for her children. She refuses to be consoled because her children are no more. Rachel was the wife of the patriarch Jacob, and she's shown to be crying because of the exile of the people, uh, of her people, the Israelites, that were formed from her. And when Christ entered the world, Jeremiah's words, they gained a new depth and a new understanding because King Herod learned of the birth of the newborn king of the Jews and he intended to murder him. And so Jesus escaped into exile with Mary and Joseph and in a rage, King Herod slew all Jewish males under the age of two in Bethlehem and the Jewish mothers, they cried and lamented their children just like Rachel did 700 years before. Uh, but today Christ was killed instead of all the Jewish children at the, on the cross and uh, uh, at, on Calvary on Good Friday. But uh, the good news is that we know that eternal life triumphs over death. And we know that the holy innocents right now, they live victorious in the presence of God. And so we ask them to pray, holy innocents, pray for us. And you know, Jesse, I do hundreds of funerals here at the chapel. And to me, it's always the same answer. I do a lot of, I mean, have a lot of babies that get, that, that die early. And how do you console a, a mother or father? Well, those babies were baptized, okay? Mm. And so the same answer that I give everybody, the resurrection is the answer. Amen. That, Terry, and something interesting, one of the doctors of the church, yes. his name is um, St. Lawrence of Brindisi, oh, yeah, he died in 16, 19, 18. Yes, yes. Yeah, he says that the holy innocence, uh, I'm quoting him here, he says, uh, but Satan, the archenemy of God, constantly attacks the innocent and the world, filled with the spirit of the devil and in imitation of him. He does the same. Satan has always persecuted holy people on account of Christ in order to kill Christ within them. As today, Herod persecuted the holy, the holy innocents on account of Christ, but because Christ was under the watchful care of his provident father, he suffered no harm. He was taken to a place of safety. And so anyone who is clean of hand and pure of heart and lives under the wings of God's providence need not fear. It appears that human providence, or rather the satanic wiles of Herod, had prevailed over God's providence uh, like a ravenous wolf in the midst of a flock of sheep. Herod massacred these holy innocents, but by the disposition of God's providence, Christ was spared while the infants were given eternal life in heaven. So St. Lawrence, the doctor says of the church, says that the holy innocents were given eternal life in heaven. The way I understand that is that was they were baptized by their blood. Amen. Right. Baptism, Baptism of, of, of blood. blood. All right, Jess. Hey, let's uh, get Bishop Sheen when we come right back from the break. And then we're going to get into our topic which is an open letter to the Pope Francis from who? The Chinese faithful, the Hoi Poloi. Wow. They've given him 11 years. And we're going to go through that letter. I'm sure they're praying for Pope Francis like we are, that he will lead us in according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break.
Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room. Oh, Sheena had. This fits right into our situation here in America and throughout the world. And uh, Bishop Sheena talks about mental health and he says, conscience, okay, about conscience, having a good conscience. He says, nothing helps good mental health as much as a good conscience. Mm-hmm. And I think of that, Jesse, because we have so many people committing suicide. We got so many people that are mentally ill on the streets from drug addiction. But what it really comes down to is they don't know the meaning and purpose of life. And and this is what we as Catholics should be putting all of our effort in. I mean, Jesse, I'm sorry, I keep beating on this global warming. I keep beating on, you know, solar panels and, and, and recycling bottles. I do all that. But, you know, that's not important as much as my soul. And so mental health is out of control because we, we, the church, haven't done a good job forming the consciences of our flock because what's happening, Jesse, is many of these people that are baptized Catholics think exactly like secular people. So who's influencing who? The world has influenced us in a very bad way. And Fulton Sheen is saying, let's give them a good conscience by giving, by forming them in the deposit of faith. That's my take from Fulton Sheen. Yeah. Amen. Terry, there's an open letter to Pope Francis from Chinese faithful. Oh my goodness. And, uh, Oh boy. What a letter. And, and, and the, the, the words are four words. You're killing us. You're killing us. The letter goes like this from the Chinese faithful to Pope Francis. Dear Pope Francis, we, the awakening Catholics in the underground and official churches in China, write you this open letter to lament your betraying our church wow. and destroying our nation. Since 1947, 1949, oh, sorry, yep. yeah. 1949, excuse me, mm-hmm. communist takeover, countless martyrs chose to sacrifice everything to remain loyal to the Holy See yep. till today. Pope Pius XII, Pope John Paul II, uh, Pope Benedict XVI uh, have shown appreciation, encouragement, and comfort to us. They condemn the evil of communism, confirm the illegality of the Patriotic Association, and admonish resistance to immoral cooperation with the Chinese Communist Party. Pope Francis, here are six bullets how you betrayed us, the loyal, faithful Catholics. Amazing. Bullet number one. You're not ordaining new bishops for the underground community. You're collaborating with the Chinese Communist Party to push the loyal faithful to extinction. Some began to ordain bishops without your approval. Number two, you encourage clergies to register with the government and become part of the schismatic CCP-controlled patriotic church. You admitted the schismatic nature of the official church in your conversation with Cardinal Zen. Bullet number three. You turned seven excommunicated bishops, at least two having children, to legal and put them on diocese by expelling faithful underground bishops to vacate sees for your seven unrepentant CCP puppets. Next bullet. You refused to advocate for Bishop Zhu Siming. Disappeared last seen last scene in 2003. Bishop Kuta disappeared and was tortured. Father Liu Hongung, house arrest for almost 20 years. 
Father, you helping out, helping outspoken and young, drown himself to death according to the CCP. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah. And many others. Come on. Bull, bullet five. Pope Francis, you refuse to condemn massive demolition of churches and the ban of children to churches, no matter official or underground. Number the next one. You refuse to condemn illegal installation installation of the Bishop of Shanghai and other official bishops, priests, such as those invited to attend the Senate, and Father Zhang Tuleng Shanghong, who exalted Xinping atheist thoughts and cruel policies. Pope Francis, here's how you, how you betray our most beloved Cardinal Zen and millions of Hong Kongers. First bullet. Jesse, before we get to that, I just have to... Storytelling is powerful. Many years ago... I got in touch with a priest who came from China. He was persecuted, okay? And I put him up in my house. And he was talking to my children when they were young about, about the faith in China. And because he would not acquiesce to the patriarchal church, they beat him and they put a branding on his back that said that he was, you know, a, a dissenter from the communist, a, a communist country. And so he actually uh, was able to get out of the communist country, but he told me that he would have never, he would have been fine if he just joined the patriotic church. But you see, all these Catholics right now, they've been trying to hold fast, and for the last 10 years, they haven't gotten any support. So this is why they, they've been patient with the Pope, but they're like, after 10 years, we're going to tell him what we really think, what he's doing, so that he can at least acknowledge that he needs to do something for us because we're dying. Continue, Jess. Yes. So he's saying, here's how you he betrayed. Said, yep. Yeah. He says, I love Cardinal Zen. you refuse to condemn his arrest, yep. trial, and the current house arrest. You claim that you didn't know the nature of his case of, of, of a Cardinal yeah. Zen and believed it was just like a penalty on an unregistered car. Didn't Perlin tell you everything? See, next bullet. Next one. You refuse to express solidarity or a prayer invite for Cardinal Zen at the gathering of the world's cardinals in Rome after his arrest? Next bullet. Pope Francis, you declined to meet Cardinal Zen in 2020 when your 88-year-old brother waiting four days in Rome for your callback, but in vain. And that was horrible. You refused to express worries for your religious liberty in Hong Kong at the last minute in 2020. You are silent on the current and previous Catholic leaders of Hong Kong, John Lee, Carrie Lame, for abusing human rights and destroying the rule of law. Pope Francis, you are silent on jailed, solitary confinement, 23 hours a day. Jimmy Lai, 75 years old, the Catholic tycoon fighting for democracy and freedom in Hong Kong and facing life sentence. The next one, you refuse to involve Cardinal Zen and Archbishop Savi Hong in China's negotiations. Why? Why? You removed uh, honorable former secretary of the Congregation for Evangelization of People out of Rome to certain islands? You think Perlin and other bureaucrats love more and know more about China than these two loyal Chinese sons? I mean, go ahead. Next one. Next bullet. Pope Francis, you denied the Orthodox courageous auxiliary bishop Ha nominated by Cardinal Zen to be the next bishop of Hong Kong. Instead, you picked your Jesuit, Chinese Communist uh, Party kisser, progressive Bishop Chow, 
and elevated him to cardinal. And this last, this statement here says it all. Holy Father, you see how respectful they are for the Pope? I know these people are praying for him because I met Chinese Catholics saying, I've written letters to the Holy Father. I never got any response from any secretary or anybody, but we're praying for him. Holy Father, we do, we do, don't know how and where to start our petition in the face of your endless scandals. We're hopeless. We can't believe it is you, our Holy Father, the vigor of Christ who is killing us. You know what I use the analogy of? It's like a father killing their ch- children. Yeah. How can how could yes. dad do this to us? I can I, that's that's the analogy I see. Yeah. Continue, Jess. <clears throat> the Pope Francis, here is how you destroy our nation. First bullet. You pretend that systemic <laughs> grave human rights abuses have not happened and are not happening under CCP. You pointed finger to other nations except China. You prefer communism to democracy, socialism to capitalism, yep. climate to humans. Oh, they did hit that one. <clears throat> now, wow. Protestants, that, that, that statement, unfortunately, is absolutely true, and it's really hard-hitting. The next one, <clears throat> Protestants and non-Christian dissenters, including the Tibetans, the Uyghurs, experiencing genocide, you know about, we've heard about that, and self-immolation, further estranged Catholics because they see you collude, yes, with the CCP to crack down on all and even to portray your own Roman Catholics in China. Evangelicals especially find you heretical and immoral. I've read that already from friends of mine. In your words and deeds regarding sexuality and religious indifferentism. We call that syncretism. Yeah, You know what, Jesse? they've waited 10 years to write this letter, so you have to appreciate they've been praying for the Pope, and finally they said, let's put it all on paper. Continue. Terry, this is like, you know, the the pot's boiling. You know, you you put some water to to make some tea or some hot coffee, and now the kettle is boiling, and the the lid is coming off. Yep, yep. Next bullet. Uh, Pope Francis, you don't know Catholic social teaching is not taught in our churches. The Chinese Communist Party bans it, and brainwash faithful fear it. Your bishop, Marcelo Sanchez Sorondo, after his 2018 China trip, falsely prayed... I remember this. Right, right now, oh, gosh. those who are best implementing the social doctrine of the church are the Chinese. Is this said. microphone on? How wicked, man. How wicked is that statement from, yeah. from Bishop Sorondo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Now, next bullet. You refuse to condemn the killing of Chinese first Nobel Peace Prize laureate, Dr. Liu Zingbo? And the imprisonment of Chinese Bonhoeffer pastor Wang Yi, even President Trump, the one you despise. <laughs> Boy, I'm <laughs> wow. Specifically, praise Cardinal Zen and Pastor Wang for their moral courage. I remember that. That's what I said. I said this guy, this president, sounds like a pope that should be speaking, and he's a president. Yeah, things have been turned around. Continue, Jess. Next bullet. You scandalously stated that I don't identify China as undemocratic and Chinese can be good Christians and good citizens at the same time. Mm -hmm. You ridiculously criticized the West for removing dictators and building democracy in the Middle East. Uh, The the Q&A webpage of the Jesuit Beijing Center, perhaps the only congressional entity not ostracized by the CCP, assures American visiting students. Living in a communist country doesn't necessarily feel very different than living in a country with a Democrat, democratic political system. All these lies, contrary to common sense and basic facts, gravely hurt every human person with conscience. 
It hurts me to read this, Jesse. I know. Because of the millions of Catholic Chinese people trying to live out their faith. I've met many of them. It says, Dear Holy Father, before we worry anything, we are most worried about the moral hypocrisy and collapse of our Holy Mother Church, more precisely, your papacy. Wow. Cardinal Zen said that the heartbreaking truth someday when China is rebuilding herself, no one will trust the Catholic Church because of what we've done. At the time, we were desperately needing support and you betrayed us. Now, on top of your silent collaborations of systematic persecutions in China is your loud promotion of sexual immorality that will lure our country to the same path of Western dis- disorder. Wow. We're reading a letter, if you just tuned in, from the faithful in China, lay people, to the Holy Father, saying, Holy Father, you're killing us. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. they're, they're praying for the Pope for 10 years, but it's finally coming out. Stay with us. We'll continue when we come back. Quick break. Wow, Jesse, I'm looking at all my texts. People are texting me up and down. Ah, They're saying some interesting things. We're talking about a letter that the lay Catholics in China wrote to the Holy Father after 10 years of his pontificate. And they're just saying, Holy Father, you're killing us by not giving us the faith. You're taking it away from us. And many of us who are relatives have died for the faith and not compromising with the communists. And now you're saying, oh, you don't need to do that. And they're like, wait a minute, what? What? My dad, you know, suffered 10 years in prison because he wouldn't go along with the communist patriotic church. And now you're saying it was all a waste? You see, Jesse, this this is hard hitting. And I mean, we, we got to pray for the Pope because I hope that he reads this letter and it really does really make him realize that no matter what, you know, we hear that the communist China gives over $2 billion a year. We hear about that. Uh, from different news agencies because they're, you know, this is agreement that they made with the Chinese government. And we know that the Peter's Pence has been been, been put out because nobody's giving money. It's been and, taking, it's taken a hit. Yeah, it's taken a hit. So, I mean, yep. I'm wondering if it's just the Chinese are paying for all this because the Pope sees it as, hey, we got to pay our bills. I don't know. I'm just speculating. There's, I can't understand why the Pope would allow the children, his spiritual children, to suffer under these communists in the way they've been doing with this agreement. And they're, they're saying, please, Holy Father, get rid of this agreement. He says, this, Jesse, Holy Father, these are the people. We don't know how and where to start our petition in the face of your endless scandals. We are hopeless. We can't believe it is you, our Holy Father, the vigor of Christ, who is killing us. They're really speaking from the heart, Jesse. Mm. Are those your decisions? Who are behind you? Did you receive money from the CCP, like the $2 billion that's been reported? Okay. On what conditions? Are climate rights, are panda rights more important than human rights? Why are you so addicted to promoting the evil ones and persecuting the virtuous ones? That's a powerful statement, Jess. Your turn. The article says, Holy Father, many... Many told us to save our complaints and sacrifice 
Francis doesn't care. No. We have nothing to appease you but our roaring blood shipped to your hand. Wow. If you continue to betray and destroy us. I'm sorry, Jesse. That that statement right there, that's the saddest statement I've heard all year. I've never heard anything more sad than that, Terry, from Catholics appealing to a pope. That's the the, the most sad statement I've ever heard in my life. uh, The way they wrote it. Yeah. God help us. God Continue, help us. Jess, because this is, this, I'm not even in China, yeah. but I got to have empathy for our brothers and sisters in China who are trying to live out their Catholic faith in spite of their spiritual father, the Holy Father, not supporting them and not even supporting them, undermining their faith. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the last it's, person it should happen to. The, the Chinese say to the Holy Father, respectfully, we cry out to beg and to urge you, first bullet. Yeah. Terminate the current the current secret deal with the yeah, CCP. Secret deal. Did you see that? Secret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that was parlayed by McCarrick. Transparency. It brought more CCP persecution and chaos division inside the church. The most urgent thing you should do is to urge the CCP to release prisoners of conscience immediately and stop persecuting us next. Oh my gosh. Stop promoting and protecting your Jesuit friends, such as the rapist criminal Rupnik. Yeah, yeah. And heretic <laughs> Father James Martin. Stop supporting baby killers such as Biden, Clinton, Pelosi. But even Pelosi spent her, i got to read this, her lifetime defending human rights in China. Go ahead. Just finish it up. I I can't even swallow this because this is really hitting hard. Yeah. Remove unworthy cardinals such as McElroy, Supich, Tobin, Fernandez, Chow, or unfaithful to church teaching. Stop harassing men of truth such as Bishop Strickland. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> they even know about him over there. Yeah, uh, it says large number of real faithful in USA will fight any of your moves on him. They know Next us, quote. don't they? Yeah. Yep. Continue. Next, Next one. Return the seven unrepentant official bishops to excommunicated status. Admit to the world how much cash you receive from the CCP in exchange for your silence. Uh, confess and apologize for leading souls to the hells. To hells of sodomy and radical left ideologies. Wow. 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 You know what he's wanting? They're wanting transparency. The thing that the Holy Father talks about being transparent, they're just saying, how much money did the Chinese government give to you to do this? Because what other reason would there be to let us go and let us you know, die at, at the hands of atheistic communism? Continue. You know, Jesse, I love what they say in humility. You're unworthy. The portion of the Catholic faith in China loyal to the Holy See, but not to the CCP. And this was written mm-hmm. October 22nd, 2023. I love this. Feast of Pope St. John Paul II. Oh, There's a significance there, Jesse. I, I have to say this. I'm going to start praying more for the Chinese faithful because, I mean, d- let's just put it in practical terms, Jess. Could you see yourself with your family living in China with, that, with those conditions? That'd be pretty tough on us. Wow. No, no. This this is undermining the deposit of faith. Undermining the belief that um, we have our faith and that uh, we should have our priests, our bishops, and our pope to support us in the traditional teachings of the church. They're not getting that. And I'm God have mercy on the officials of our church because millions of Chinese people right now have lost their faith because they're not getting support from the Holy See. That's sad. Yeah. God have Harry, mercy and, on him. Yes, absolutely, because these guys are the patriarchs of the church. And I'm, 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 I'm looking here at some of the um, 
comments on the bottom, and there some of them are are, are worth mentioning. It's uh, here's one comment: um, Our Lady of China, shelter the underground Catholic Church in China, and all of us under Thy holy veil. I guess there's a devotion to Our Lady of China. Yes. Somebody else says uh, that Pope. Fr- Pope Francis is the Joe Biden of the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's I a got comment. text like that today. Yeah, that's a comment. Sure. Here's another one. Um, God help the faithful in China. Another one. God sees and God will pay Francis the wage he is earning by his devious work. Lord have mercy on all the faithful. Here's another one. Uh, what an incredibly sad letter from the orphans of the Chinese Catholic Church. Or- the real, The real church. Such betrayal. Heartbreaking. There are so many reasons why this stain on the chair of Peter is the wolf in white, but his treatment of the Chinese Catholics in quite near the top of the list of many of his crimes. And uh, last one, somebody says, the letter needs distributing to all the churches across the world. It's shocking. And, And Jesse, you know, here's the bottom line on all this. We need to be praying for our leaders in our church because they have let us down. Let's just be honest. I, I mean, I could tell story after story in the States with my own personal life where, where, where bishops have said things that are just totally uh, out, out there and nothing happens to these guys. And so we need to get down on our knees and pray. And I, I'm going to make a prediction that there's lay people in China right now that are really holy people and that they're making reparation and that they're evangelizing underground and doing great work. And maybe someday, 100 years from now, those, those individuals who are heroically passing on the faith underground will be saints. And then we're, they're going to look back at church history and say, what was the Holy See doing? Well, we had, hey, Jesse, this history of our Catholic faith, we've had good popes and we've had bad popes. And we have to live it. We have to live with them. But let's just be honest. We outlive any pope. The church continues on, and I believe that God will bring good out of this evil that is going on with the church in China. Yep. Uh, here's a, here's one article that, that uh, you could just type in, uh, how much does the Vatican get from the CCP? Here's one article. It's a secular article. Uh, Dissident claims that Chinese Communist Party pays Vatican $2 billion annually yep, that's what I read. to keep shut. Yep. Uh, the, the the dissident is Guo Wengai, an exiled Chinese dissident, uh, doesn't live no longer in China, has fled China, has claimed that the Chinese communist assigns $2 billion a year for the Vatican for its silence concerning the, the atrocities at Beijing. Uh, this was, there was a recent interview on the War Room on June 20th on Steve Bannon. All kinds of websites have this information. Yeah, but, I've seen it all over the net. Yeah. Um, Terry, I'll, I'll tell you what's. Uh, tell me, Jess. My heart breaks oh. when I think when I think about our Good. Chinese brothers and sisters. Good. There's going to be so many saints in heaven yep. from China. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, at the end of the 20th century, uh, there's going to be just a, a litany of saints from uh, from China and heaven. And and I'll tell you, as Catholics, we have to defend the papacy. Yes, we do. But we can't defend error. That's right. I'm going to say that That's it's an important right. distinction. It is. We have to defend the papacy because that was given to us by Christ, but we cannot defend error. And let's not forget, okay, mm-hmm. the popes, there have been 266 of them. Yes. Uh, the popes are, are the successors of Peter, a sinner. Yep. They're not the successors of Jesus, who's God. That's right. 
Okay, there's a big Good difference. Point. Yep, yep. Okay, Jesus is God. Nobody succeeds God. Peter's a man with authority, an office of authority. He's a sinner. The popes are successors of Peter, the sinner, not Jesus, the God-man. And the church has always stated this, Jesse, very clearly, that a pope doesn't have the power to change the perennial teachings of the church. He's the vigor of Christ, not the superior of Christ. So if we have to make a distinction, if the pope is going to tell us X, Y, and Z, and it's not lining up with the traditional teachings of the church and the scripture— then, you know, we have a moral obligation to reject it. But I think we also have a moral obligation to pray for him for his conversion. Because I see, I hear all kinds of people on the Internet, on radio. Oh, the Pope says that, the Pope said, Hey, but are we praying for him? See, Jesse, I get this all the time. They go, Jesse, you and Jesse are always praying for the Pope. Yeah. Are these other guys that say the Pope is making all these mistakes and doing this? They never pray for him. They never ask people to pray. I say, are you kidding me? You know what I did this morning? I got up early, very early, to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. And the Mass I went to, I offered for Pope Francis. And I got a 2 o'clock Mass, a Latin Mass here at the chapel. I'm going with my wife. What am I going to offer it for? I'm going to offer it for Holy Father Jess. Because he needs our prayers. We love him enough to to tell him the truth. Because that way, we love him. We wouldn't love him if we didn't tell him the truth. Stay with us, family. We're fired up because you know what? We want to share the gospel with anyone who listens. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. Jesse, you and I have just read a letter to our listeners from the Chinese lay people. I want to ask you, I want to put you on the spot, because you and I have been defending the papacy most of our lives, man. We get in debates, we have all this, but I want to I want to make it clear, a real clear teaching. I mean, St. John Henry Newman uh, had some really good things to say about what the teaching in 1870 was on the... Uh, infallibility of the Pope in a sense of from doctrine. But I want to actually ask you to explain to our listeners the limitations of the Pope and how he has a uh, moral obligation to preach Christ and him crucified in the gospel as not his own personal opinion, but he's, he's morally obligated just like we are, but he's got the responsibility as the chief shepherd to teach, govern, and sanctify the faith. So explain to us what those limitations are that not even the Pope can change what the gospel teaches. But I want to hear from you on that topic. Yeah, Terry, uh, there's a, a term called ex cathedra, yeah. which means Therapy. from the chair. Yeah, That's what it means in Latin. Right. And so Pope Francis has never spoken from the chair. Nope. In other words, uh, and it's been done very few times. I think it's, it's, I think it's been done twice in history. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to research that, but I think it's only been invoked twice, where a pope invokes from the chair something infallible. So, the rest of the times that uh, a pope teaches or a bishop, of course, we as Catholics, uh, we must, you know, uh, give intellectual assent. However, we also have something called the census fidei. Yep. That's... 
That's a personal grace that God gives us through the sacraments mm-hmm. and by living in a state of grace. So Terry and me are sitting down in an audience and we hear somebody with a Roman collar say, there are four people in the Trinity. All, all Our census fidei would kick in and would tell us, Mm-mm, that priest is teaching something that's wrong. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we wouldn't have the catechism in front of us or the Bible, but we'd be able to know. Our, our moral conscience would tell us. That's called the census fidei. Then you got what's called the census fidelium. That's the sense of all the faithful, Terry. Yeah. And we're seeing that right now. Yes. We're seeing the faithful bishops in Africa, man, Poland, up, man, like... Hungary. Yes. I mean, one country after another. Theologians all over the, the, the yeah. country, lay people yes. responding to this. So that's, that's the census fidelium yeah. is the sense of all the faithful. And right now we're... we're we understand as a body, as a mystical body of Christ, yeah. that there's a virus in the body, that something's wrong, there's cancer in the body, yeah. and we're rejecting it, and we want to expel the body. Another thing I would also say, Terry, um, that yes. that uh, there's there's been in the Catholic Church, if, if you do the research, and I, I've done the research, and others have also, there's been bad popes in the past. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll give you the number. There's been 11 immoral bad popes. And I don't want to get into what they did because you'd be scandalized. No, but we've, had, but we've been here before. Yeah, they were bad. Okay. Yeah. Then you've, all, you've also had 10 popes who have dabbled into one degree or another heresy. So you've had 21 popes, 11 sexually immoral popes. Sexually immoral. Okay. Then another 10 who have dabbled to one degree or another in heresy. Yeah. But there's been a total of 266 popes. Right. So if you do the math, uh, it's like one out of 13 popes turns out to be bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I'll tell you why. Because the early church, our Lord picked 12 apostles Paul was number 13. He was brought in when Judas killed himself. So there's 13 apostles. Well, one of 13 was bad, Judas. So when you do the math on there's been 21 bad popes in the Catholic Church, that's about one out of 13, one out of 12. So we're we're basically right in line with the early church. Nothing's changed. But what what we do seem to forget is the vast majority of the popes have been good, holy men. Yeah. The vast majority uh, books on the papacy say about uh, uh, the 266 popes, about over a hundred, little over a hundred have been holy, faithful soldiers, uh, orthodox of Christ. Yeah. Jesse, yeah. that explanation helps all of us uh, understand that we're living in a time where reparation, atonement, needs to be made. And this is why here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we constantly tell our folks, man, we got to get down on our knees. We got to pray for Holy Mother of the Church. It's, 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 it's desperate times right now. We need to be making reparation for these things because in my lifetime, I've never thought we were going to be in this position because, you know, especially John Paul II, I mean, hey, uh, I, some of the things that went on, okay, I get it. But most of all, he was very—he t- he taught so clearly the teachings mm-hmm. of the church. Yeah. The Benedict the Sixteenth, 
Come on, man. Most that's most of our life between those two popes. So right. the point I'm trying to convey is uh, what Archbishop Chaput just said in his letter regarding this last document about ambiguity. And I'll repeat it. He says, a confused teaching is never excusable. See, this is not excusable to have ambiguity taught. He said, deliberate or persistent ambiguity, anything that fuels misunderstanding or seems to leave an opening for objectively sinful behavior is not of God. And I think this is exactly what we are calling upon Pope Francis right now. Stop the ambiguity. It's weaponized ambiguity because it's undermining the faith. And it's also leading people away from God rather than what he's supposed to do, teach, govern, and sanctify. Yeah. Well, let me give you some good news here on, good. on, a, lo- on a local level. Good, Jeff. Uh, St. Mary's College. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're uh, St. Mary's College. Let me find out where they're at. Oh, you mean the one right next door to Notre Dame where they decided not to let the homo... Is that the St. Mary's? Yes. Yeah. St. Mary's right College, an all-girls Catholic yeah, campus right across it, the in Indiana. Yeah, it's right across the street. Finally reversed its immoral decision right. to allow men who identify as women to enroll. Yep, yep. The reversal came after an online protest yep. gathered thousands of the signatures and college president, Dr. Katie Comboy, issued an apology... Wow. On December 21st, she couldn't ignore the voices of so many faithful Catholic students, alumni, and parents. You see, am I on to something where I see a a, a lion is being woken up? Yeah. The lion, you know, he's coming out of the cage because people are seeing that, hey, this isn't right. We have to speak up. And I want to encourage our listeners not only to speak up, but to pray up. Yeah. Speak up, pray up, and church up. So, yeah, good for... St. Mary's College, they came to their senses. Yep. <clears throat> and this is what happens, uh, you know, for when people speak up against right. the transgender revolution and for, de- for defending the, and, you know, God's, the God's plan. Let's be honest, Jesse. The only reason you and I are speaking these truths, it's uncomfortable to have to bring this up. But you know what? The gospel impels us to speak the truth of the gospel. Yes. We cannot stay quiet. We're- That's right. And by the way, speaking of uh, speaking about going out there in, in the streets tonight, me and Anita, yeah, uh, tonight we're going to be uh, at in, at the at the abortion clinic Good. at five five zero one North Nineteenth Avenue in Phoenix. You know where that is? It's called Los Niños. So, uh, Los, uh, well, it's a feast of the Holy Innocent. Yes. Uh, it, to tonight pray. it's going to be called Lights for Life. So we're going to be at the abortion clinic awesome, at five five zero one North Nineteenth Avenue, Phoenix. It starts at 6 p.m. We'll be praying the Holy Rosary from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. tonight, invoking the Holy Innocence. Wow. And also, Terry, I'll tell you what's happening in the church. Tell me, Jess. And in, and in culture. Okay? Yeah, hit me. And we've been warned about communism and its yeah. infiltration. That's what the church is dealing with right now. The infiltration of communism and our country is dealing with the same thing. Marxist infiltration. We've been warned by who? Our Lady of Fatima, 1917. We've been warned by who? Bella Dodd in 1950. Yep. We've been warned by who? Leon Clausen, the author of The Naked Communist back in the early 1960s. We've yep. been warned by who? Senator Republican Joe McCarthy back in the 60s as well. Yep. We've been warned by who? St. John Paul II. Yep. We've been warned by who? Thanks to EWT, and they came out with a documentary called The Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, oh, yeah. showing the communism and socialism invasion into Catholicism yep. and America. Just the facts, Jesse. Just the yeah. facts. Now, Jess, we got one more show for the end of the year. Have you already uh, picked that? What are we going to be covering tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about I tomorrow. Remember. I couldn't remember. Uh, 
uh, here's it's Dr. Ed Dr. Edward Fazer is a philosopher. Yeah. He he's got great uh material. He it, it's it's kind of a part it, it's called Papal Errors of the Past. Oh yeah. Show how the ridiculousness of spin doctrine the pope. In other words, it's an article against uh, talking about pope splainers like knock it off. Yeah. And it's an it's an article directly to pope splainers, but we also tar we're going to talk about tomorrow a good news item yeah. that there's uh, uh, in California, a ski resort, they're planning for a 20-foot Virgin Mary statue on the slopes. And it, it has the liberals. The liberals <laughs> are going They're going crazy. No, you can't put a statue of Mary. So we'll be talking about that. That's tomorrow. great, Jess. And, and Jess, let's just remind everybody for the new year, if you got some resolutions, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we'll end, we'll end with that. Yeah, yeah, because we, we do it every year. Yeah, we, we do, do it, it every, every year. year, and we want to really just have our our goal is on holiness. Yes, yes. because last time I looked, Jesse Romero, nobody gets yeah. out alive. We're all going to have that face that exit interview, and Jess, when we face that exit interview, what do we want to be able to uh, bring to that exit interview, brother? Well, we want to make sure that we're in a state of sanctifying grace. Yep. We want to make sure we're a friend of God. Yep. We want to make sure we're in union with God. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we've detached ourselves from all the creature comforts of the world. And we want to make sure that as Catholics, that, uh, that we pursue the highest good, which is we're called to be saints. We're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Catholics, set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. You were, you were meant to be a saint. You weren't meant to fit in. You were born to stand out. And remember, one of our benefactors told me yesterday, I've been learning so much. I said, really? She said, yeah, you taught me. To, she's a convert to the Catholic faith. She says, I didn't know about reparation until you guys taught me. Mm. I didn't know I was supposed to ask Jesus Christ every day for more faith. Mm. No one ever taught me that. Well, that's what we teach here. You know why? Because it's true. Your faith will get stronger and stronger. Our Lord will never let us down. People let us down all the time, but not Jesus Christ. So put your trust in him. Jesus, yeah. I trust in thee all day long. Let's say it. Yes. Yes, Jesus, I, know, I, I trust, trust in, in thee. thee. Oh, I yes. love it. And and again, Our Lady of Fatima said it, Jess. She said, our souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. We can do that. What you're doing tonight at the Holy Innocence Feast Day at an abortion clinic, that inspired me. I'm going to see if I can get to a clinic tonight do 40 days for life and pray there because it's an appropriate day to pray the rosary and yes. to pray to the end Public, of abortion. Yeah, right. Final yeah. thoughts, Jess? Yeah, remember, uh, pray hope and don't worry. There you go. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear your prayer. And remember, pray America great again. Amen. And I want to thank you for all your support here in 2020 three that you've given us to VMPR. If you want to make another donation for the end of the year, call me, 661-972-7872. God bless you.